2: So crazy at times. It sounds like <laughs> you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's midday madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer.
4: Welcome in. It is the Wendy's Big Show. Serving up hot and fresh. This is actually not Sparky's midday madness. I'm all confused here. I see Sparky, Fiverr, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Adam Roberts still hanging out as well. Coming up on today's show, Larry Harris with the Golden State Warriors will join us coming up here in about 15 minutes talking about those red-hot Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry and company. Now I'm here to tell you, I was not a believer in the Golden State Warriors before the season. Not at all in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but they are they are starting to win me over now. I mean, Seth Curry is playing at a whole different level. You know, we were just got done talking about uh, the Badgers being Johnny Davis and everybody else. I don't think it's to that level. Jordan Poole playing out of his mind for Golden State. Uh, and that obviously has helped the Warriors too. Draymond back to being a role player like he's meant to be. An overpaid one, but either way. Uh, and then obviously Klay Thompson's coming. So, you know, you've, you've Got all of that, uh, and they look very good. And then you add in the factor. We talked with Ryan McDonough earlier, our Odyssey NBA insider, former Suns GM. You add in the fact that that West, I mean, realistically, that West is kind of wide open right now. I mean, with the with the Lakers not being good at all, uh, the Western Conference is open now. The Utah Jazz, obviously, is a team that that people have uh, some thoughts on uh, that that might be something really, really good. I think the Clippers need another guy, another star player. Now, I don't, I don't know how the Clippers get another star player. I don't know. See, I think, I think John Wall makes sense with the Clippers, uh, to, to kind of run that team a little bit more than what they have going on right now in LA. I think if you give them John Wall, I think that helps them a lot, but they have to find another star type player, uh, that can give them another dimension at the guard position. Um. Uh, so for me, that's that's kind of where they sit. Denver's just you know waiting on injuries uh, to to be resolved and so forth and get a healthy roster. We'll see how healthy they are come playoff time. If everybody's back and everybody's healthy for that Nuggets team and ready to go, and your star players are all intact and healthy and, and, and able to be playing at a high level, I think the Nuggets are still a legitimate threat in the West if they're healthy. You look around the rest of that Western Conference, uh, you know, there's not a, a whole bunch left. To necessarily talk about. I was just, I saw a thing, was it this morning, talking about Luka on the Dallas Mavericks and how overweight he is and how conditioning and how he's got to get himself in better shape. You ask me, Luka's looked like he's been overweight the entire time he's been in the NBA. He's never looked like a guy that's been in relatively great shape. And even with that being said, he's a hell of a basketball player, even with being uh, maybe not in the best shape of, of everybody out there on the basketball floor. So that Mavericks team is another one. And again, you know, I, I don't dislike Jason Kidd like majority of you do. Uh, but Jason Kidd's going to take that team and win the West? Ah, uh, No, I don't. That, mm, no, I, I'm not buying that. So to, to me right now, the way it sits, the winner of the East wins this thing. Just like we said last year, I'm not going to change my opinion. Whoever comes out of the East, I think, wins the NBA title. So if it's the box or the Nets, those are my only two options. I have nobody else for you. That's it. I don't care that the Bulls are playing really well. Happy for them. I'm glad they're playing well. Happy for their fans that have been, you know, in horrible misery watching this Bulls team for the last several years. Um, so that that's nice. Uh, I like DeRozan, nice player. Uh, I like Levine, Levine, I should say, nice player. Uh, they got some nice players, no question. Cleveland, okay, good. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. That would be a nice little story. Sixers are a mess, so not touching the Sixers at this point. You can't sell me on Boston either. I'm not there on Boston. I don't think they have enough. I really just think it comes down to the Bucs and the Nets. And whoever wins that playoff series wins the NBA title. It's those two, and then there's a gap. Simple. Then, when you look past that, and I heard a promo that ran, I don't know, it ran earlier today at some point. Uh, and it was Rami talking about, is it too early to talk about a Bucks dynasty, you know, one way or the other? Uh, yeah, I think it probably is too early until you, win a t- until you win a second one. Now, if they win a second one in short order here this year or next year, then I think dynasty talk is completely acceptable. Because again, as we've talked about before, a dynasty in most people's minds is 3 of 3 and 5. 3 championships in 5 years, that's a dynasty. Right? So, then yeah, you can have that conversation. And right now, I think they're in excellent position, especially if Kyrie don't come back. If Kyrie Irving does not come back for the Nets, the Nets I don't think are beating this Bucks team with Harden and Durant. Nope. I don't think they have enough. Yes, I I know Patty Mills and all this stuff, but I do not think they have enough, especially especially if DeMarcus Cousins finds his groove, and becomes more of a factor in this offense. If that happens, there's no chance they're getting beat. There's just no chance. And You watched that game last night, the Bucks heat game. No Bam Adebayo, no Jimmy Butler. And I'm watching the game, and I watched a majority of the second half, more than I watched the first half. I was driving majority of the first half, so I was listening to it on the radio in the first half, watched it on TV the second half. The intensity level in which Miami was playing with, the emotion with which, was, with which the crowd was cheering at, to me, was a completely different vibe than what was coming from the Bucs. I've talked about it before. When we went through all those crappy years as Bucks fans, winning 15 games or whatever the case may be, you're damn right I'd be excited. Man, I would have been throwing a party last night on postgame. I would have been playing celebration. We beat the defending champs. Here we are. We're closer than we thought. Oh my God, what a great game. Oh, my God. And then to do without two of your best players and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, man. man we might still be on there doing the postgame celebrating that win. Huge. But now we get to see it from the other side. And from the other side, it's, eh, okay, they lost a regular season game, fine. Eh, see how they do in the playoffs. Hmm. I mean, that, that, that was literally my thing. You had some dudes like Struz that, that came out of nowhere. That shot the ball lights out in the fourth quarter. Dude was completely unconscious. Couldn't miss a damn shot. Fine. Dude ain't doing that for five, six games in a playoff series against the Bucs. Get out of here. That's not happening. And they were the couple of those guys were playing because of injuries and so forth. So again, that's why to me, you know, you can talk about the Heat and the Bucs being a rivalry. Okay, fine. And maybe it is. Maybe these two teams, two, two teams don't like each other. And that's fine if they don't. I don't like Miami. I'll take it a step farther. I don't like any team with Jimmy Butler on it. Let's take it that far. So, for me, wherever Jimmy Butler is, I just want to beat Jimmy Butler. So, it doesn't matter where he is. That That's where it's at for me. Kind of like KG, when Kevin Garnett was in the league. Wherever Kevin Garnett was, I wanted to make sure the Bucks beat Kevin Garnett. For whatever the reason. And for me, Butler's that guy. So, as long as Jimmy Butler's in Miami, I want them to beat Miami. Spolster has had, has had his... Uh, his wins against the Bucs with Giannis, credited you know, with coming up with different defensive schemes to slow Giannis down. Another one last night, Giannis didn't play well. But hey, Drew Holiday balled out last night, y'all. Played well. And hasn't been that overly consistent uh, throughout the year. So that was a positive. I mean, there were some positives to take away from last night's game. Bucks didn't play all that well. They lost. It happens. No big deal. Kavika in Hawaii, you're up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Kavika?
0: Aloha, guys. Yeah, you know, knowing all the problems that the Miami Heat give the Bucks, I would have thought that they'd be more up for the game. When I found out Butler and Bam, I mean, I knew Bam was hurt, but when Butler's out, I'm like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? Because Miami gives the Bucks issues more than probably most other teams. I mean, they hustle. They're in shape. Last night they got all the 50-50 balls. Even Giannis last night seemed to let a couple plays go, couple balls go. You know what I mean? He could have hustled a little more. Right. I mean they got to be more up for Miami because you know what? Come playoff time, if Miami is healthy, I, I God, I still see the Bucks winning, but I, I think it's going to go seven. I mean, I, I don't see it. In, it's going to be a war because that's just the way Spolstra, you know, code. He, he's got those guys ready to play. I mean, they're probably the most, you know, physically. Yeah, it's very physical. There's no business that, you know, Tucker should be able to handle Giannis. I mean, Giannis struggles against Miami. I don't know why more people don't take that blueprint, blueprint from Spolstra because Giannis is probably averaging, you know, 20 points a Kavika, game. Kavika, you said it already. You
4: already said why they can't because they don't have that type of mindset and that type of physical type basketball players. You have to be a certain type of basketball player to play in that Miami Heat uh, on that Miami Heat team. You just do. And that's why when they got Jimmy Butler, they felt like he was who they wanted to build their team around. They wanted everybody to have that Jimmy Butler mentality. A lot of teams see the Timberwolves where that goes a complete disaster for Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. I mean, it completely blew up because you had guys. I don't, I don't like calling NBA players soft, but I mean, you you had guys. Uh, you know, like Carl uh, Anthony Towns, uh, not not going to work. Wiggins, no, not going to work. That's not who he is. That's not who Towns is. Right? They're they're not there like Jimmy Butler. You bring Jimmy Butler kinda, here, and these guys, kinda,
0: Kyle Lowry's like him, Tyler you, Hero's wait, wait, like yeah. him. Go ahead. What? I I, I kind of feel like Golden State plays like that. I mean, they have a little more, more motion on hmm. offense. I mean, and they they play a lot of defense. I mean, you know, they just have this certain flow to where, like, if the Bucks ran into Golden State, I mean, I just think maybe Golden State might be a little small. But I who's going to guard Giannis on, on Golden State? State? Who? No, I understand that they got I mean, no size.
4: Oh, Draymond Green, stop. He's not big I, enough. I, I
0: don't know. Look at Tucker guarding. Yeah, Giannis. yeah.
4: But again, I, I, again, thanks for the call, Kavika. Listen, let's not get overworked up about P.J. Tucker guarding Giannis. I mean, it's nice, right? They get a little matchup here in the regular season. Fine. As we brought up with Ryan McDonough earlier, nine out of ten times teams don't game plan for teams in the regular season. Nine out of ten times you do you run game plan of what you want to get done in that game, right? You're trying to make yourself better and win with what you want to run. When you get In the playoffs, now I'm going to game plan against you. Now I'm going to counter game plan against what you do. And now it's an adjustment game back and forth because you're seeing each other every other night. That's one way. For some teams, some coaches, certain games mean more than others, right? Jason Kidd was with the Bucs. He wanted the Nets head on a platter every time he played them. That's what he wanted game-planned it up a little bit more for that game maybe than the other games. And those guys in that locker room knew he wanted it. No mistake in that. None whatsoever. I'm telling you, that Miami Heat team, after what happened to them in the playoffs last last year, they game-planned this one up, and they wanted to make a point. That, hey, you're not pushing us over again this year. I'm telling you, that's what it was. That's why, for me as a Bucks fan, I don't get all that concerned about it. Dennis Intosa, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Dennis?
5: Hi, how you doing, Sparky? Good. Hey, I agree with you 100%, man. It's a regular season game, one of 82. Miami, they game plan for the game. The Bucs didn't play good, and they still couldn't win the game. They shot horrible. I mean, all the shots that was missing, Giannis didn't play good like himself, whatever case it be. In a seven-game series, in a playoff again, Miami might win two games. Because the Bucks were game-playing for them because that's your series you're trying to win to, continue, you know, to move on. I'm not worried about Miami. I'm not worried about P.J. Tucker guarding Giannis. They move Giannis to the block, and he posts P.J. up all day. I kick it out to the three-point shooters. we got a lot of guys who shoot the ball. They had an off night last night. So everybody's up in arms because Miami beat the Bucks. Guess what? If that's a uh, championship game, so be it. They won't beat the Bucks in the playoffs.
4: Yeah, we're going to find out. And that that's the thing is once you get to the postseason, like you said it, Dennis – Everything changes in the postseason, y'all. It just does. That's why I say, to me, if Cousins is right, guys, and as is, is y'all would like to say, he's got a little dog and he's playing with that nasty aggressiveness. If he's that in the postseason, nobody's beating this team. I'm just, to me, right now, sitting here in December, I haven't even got to Christmas yet. It's so early in the season to be having this conversation. But to me, he could provide the X factor. He could be that P.J. Tucker type player for them down the stretch that changes everything. Because if he's rolling, he's scoring inside, he's hitting outside shots, he's blocking a shot here or two, dominating the boards, being physical, throwing an elbow here or there at somebody, totally different game than if he's not out there uh, and you're having to get through with Brooke Lopez with a back injury, who I don't even know if he's even coming back this year. I haven't even said that yet. Right? They're hoping he does, but that hasn't even been determined. Charles in Milwaukee, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Charles?
5: What's up, Sparky?
4: You tell me. Hey, you
5: know, Sparky, I look at yesterday's game as one of them games where somebody had to do something extraordinary to beat the Bucks. Right. Yesterday was one of those extraordinary games. You know, teams have hit, have gone off where they hit 20, 25 threes on the Bucks to beat them, something that they don't do the next game. But you know what these guys who played yesterday, you may not even see them in the playoffs. They may get minutes, but not the minutes they're gonna get yet that they had yesterday. also, one thing I noticed about DeMarcus Marcus cousins, if you look at it, he's getting quicker. you know if you look at him that first game to yesterday games, he's moving better, Yep. he looks a lot quicker. sure Once does he gets the system down. They're gonna be a tough team to beat. Marcus Johnson has Dodgers.
4: talked about that on the broadcast how much quicker he looks
5: yeah. And don't forget, Dante's coming back. Brooke will be back before the playoffs. Who's going to beat these guys?
4: That's what I'm They're saying. Your
5: weaknesses?
4: Nope. I, I just I don't think that I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Huh? And that that's that's huh? the thing. Now again, you got to stay healthy, right? I mean, you can't lose yeah, you any key players between yeah. now and then. But if you're healthy and nobody's taken out by COVID or anything. I just don't see how they lose. I really don't. Thanks for the call, Charles. I appreciate you. Larry De Harris uh, is coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. See Sparky Fiverr with you. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu, still to come. Don with chills. College uh, Journey House uh, college sports show comes up tonight. Six to eight here on the fan. Uh, We'll talk to Don with chills coming up here in about 10, 15 minutes from right now. Being joined now by our guy, assistant GM, director of player personnel for the Golden State Warriors. He is Larry Harris. What's going on, Larry? Hey,
6: Sparky. How are you, man? I'm doing good. I hey, uh, just want just want to let you know, um, not because I need to rub it in. You know, I'm a Wisconsin guy, true and true. lived there 28 years. My two kids born and raised there. But it's 78 in Texas today. Just throwing it out there.
4: Uh, yeah, well, in certain parts of the state, they could get a foot of snow tomorrow night into Saturday. It's not going to happen where we are, but a middle part of the state could get a foot of snow. So, uh, yeah.
6: Well, yeah. So just there are there are some advantages being south sometimes. Not all the time, but today is a nice day in Texas. But so, anyway, how
4: are you? No, since you want to bring up Texas, let's talk about Texas yeah, for a second. because sure. I've never—I've yeah. been uh, in warm weather for Thanksgiving. I uh, Used to go to Disney World for Thanksgiving. I've been in Hawaii for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. um, I've never been away for Christmas. I've always been in Wisconsin at my house uh, for Christmas. I mean, not Thanksgiving for Christmas. So, what's it like yeah. being in a warm weather climate for Christmas?
6: Yeah. Um, Well, if, if, you know, born and raised in the Midwest, I would say, you know, I enjoy all four seasons, actually. Um, It's not, it's not, you know, it's still Christmas, obviously, you know, celebrate Jesus' birth. But I think the most, you know, the the thing you do miss is the snow and the cold and stuff like that. There's something about that. So, you know, again, you're talking about we got a, we got an ice storm here last year. So they thought that that was like Armageddon. Um, But other than that. It takes a little bit away from it because, you know, it's probably going to be 50, 60 degrees. Um, so you're not going to see snow. You have to manufacture it yourself, maybe throw ice on yourself or something like that. But uh, other than that, it's, uh, it's still the same. It's just it's hard when you've been accustomed to seeing snow like I did for 28 years in the weather. There's you know That's part of what you think Christmas is, the snow and, and all that comes with it. But you miss a little bit in Texas because of
4: that. All right, Larry, so let's talk about the NBA. I I will be up front. I'll be honest with you like I always am. I did not believe in your team at all uh, coming into the season. I just wasn't there on the Warriors. I mean, I was there on Steph, obviously. I get Steph and how great Steph is. But I wasn't there necessarily on the rest of the roster being good enough to be talked about being in an NBA title game coming off of last year in one year's time. And I completely uh, missed the boat on this one. I mean, Poole is way better than I thought uh, coming into the season to start with.
6: Yeah. Well, look, I think even if we're honest uh, in you know in San Francisco about our team is we had expectations, but certainly we didn't think we were going to start out twenty-one and four. Um, but I will say Jordan has, has stepped in with the loss of Clay, uh, who hopefully will be returning here in three to five weeks, hopefully something like that. Um, Jordan's been great, and uh, it really started in the it started down in the G League last year. Uh, and in the bubble when he came back out and he was just a different player. And really I think for all young players, and this would be true about the Milwaukee Bucks, is the young players get an opportunity to play significant minutes. And that's really been the growth he's had is, you know, he wasn't he didn't come back up from Santa Cruz and then just start playing, you know, ten or fifteen minutes. He was really playing thirty minutes a night and, and he really earned the starting spot this year and he's been great. He's been great.
4: What about that? I mean, you were in this league long before the G League or D League, whatever you want to call it, was developed. How how instrumental has that been for NBA teams since that minor league essentially has been formed?
6: Yeah, well, it's 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 been instrumental for us. And I think it starts with ownership. I think your ownership group has to believe in it, that
3: not only no matter
6: what the letters are to describe it, it really is development of your team, and we see it as an extension of the Golden State Warriors. I mean, we are we use our two-way guys. You know, right now we've got Chris Chioza who's played a number of games and played in games that are meaningful uh, in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Damian Lee played down there. He plays for us. Juan Toscano Anderson, he played down there, as well as Jordan Poole. So we've got a number of guys, and like last night, we sent Kaminga, the seventh pick, and Moody, the 14th pick, uh, to play in California uh, down at Agua Caliente. And... Uh, Moody had 37 and Community had 25 and a win down there. So, you know, we use it extensively. It's an hour and a half away door to door from arena to arena. Our fans are great down in Santa Cruz. So, um, our, like I said, our ownership believes in it. We believe in it, and we use it as a training ground. And really, you know, Clay's been down there in practice with our guys. Wiseman will eventually go down there. So we see it really as a useful tool.
4: When you look at where this league is right now, I said earlier in the show that I think the West is wide open. The Lakers clearly aren't that team that everybody wanted to put them to be uh, coming into the season. Uh, and the East, I think that's Bucks, Nets, uh, and kind of everybody else. I, would you assess it kind of the same way, where it's it's kind of wide open in the West right now?
6: It is. Um, I, I think the East is better than the West today, top to bottom. Yep. Um, I, I think the cream of the crop is you know Brooklyn and Milwaukee, but I don't think anyone wants to play Miami. Um, I don't think anyone, you know, as they're looking at different teams that are kind of in that, you know, Philadelphia, don't really want to play them. And as you look out west, it's wide open. But I would say this. If the Lakers are healthy and they get to the playoffs, which they will, you say this or that about them, no one wants to play them either. I mean, you just – you really don't want to go against LeBron in the playoffs. Larry, we've the... – <sighs>
0: We've seen them. Uh, no,
4: I, I, mean, I know. I mean, no, I no, this is saying, a. No, I'm going to say saying. this. You can tell me if I'm wrong, man. I I watch yeah. them more than I want to watch them. And I watch them mainly so I can deal with Leroy, Mr. Laker guy himself. So that's really the main reason I watch them as much as I do the yeah. Lakers. They are old. They are slow. Like, I don't see how they come out of the West. I just. And then on top of it, they're hurt in trying to stay yeah. healthy. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I know LeBron's great, I just don't know.
6: Yeah, well, look, I want you to be right, okay? Well, I know I really you do. do cuz you know yeah. cuz you know I mean, I don't want Gary to do any no more right. banners, no more nothing.
4: Yes, I, I really with LeBron. We,
6: we need to, Yeah, we just need to squash him. So, for me personally, I, I don't, but I just think when you get into a 7-game series with him and AD, if regardless if they're healthy, regardless of what happens in 82 games, you're going to line them up for a 7-game series. It'll be it it won't be 4-0 if you win it. And they're going to take a toll on him because LeBron just doesn't go out that way. He's not going to go out with a whisper, to me, if they're healthy. But you're right. There's a lot of things that have to bounce their way, and health is the biggest concern right now, for sure.
4: Talk with Larry Harris uh, of the Golden State Warriors, former Milwaukee Buck GM, as we all know, uh, and remember here on Sparky's Midday Madness. I, I want to get your thoughts on something else, too, when we talk about uh, the NBA and, and where it's at right now and how you play. I mean, you've been a part of a championship-caliber uh, team, having won titles since you've been in Golden State. At last night, Bucks played the Heat, right? So uh, the Heat get embarrassed by the Bucks in the playoffs last year after the Heat beat the Bucks the previous year. Heat started calling, you know, the, we were embarrassed, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, fine. So now here comes the regular season matchup, the second one. This one's in Miami. Crowd's completely into it like it's a playoff game. The Heat are down Bam and Jimmy Butler. The role players are playing out of their damn mind uh, last night. And as a Bucks fan watching this, I'm like, okay, that's well, a regular season game. Fine, they lose. But you can see that it, it feels like to me it meant more to that team that was knocking up the defending champs and beating them uh, with a win than maybe it meant to the champs themselves Is that kind of how it plays a little bit? You have far more experience with this, with your roster having been champs
6: before. Yeah, I I think sometimes it plays into that. But I don't, I mean, again, looking outside a 10,000-foot view, you know, I don't know going into that game who was healthy, who wasn't for Milwaukee. I know they they threw out their guys that were healthy and they played. Um, I've always said, you know, having been around back-to-back champions is that sometimes, you know, you don't know what you're going to get in that second season. Yes, they want to repeat. Yes, they're going to wait till they get to the playoffs, but what does the regular season look like? And for us, they just had a purpose that, you know, on our back to back that second year, they really wanted to come back and prove that, you know, they could do it. And I think Milwaukee has that mindset, but they're not completely healthy. And I think they gave it, you know, they gave a yeoman's effort. They tried the best they could, but there are just certain matchups that certain teams have their number and are, you know, are always going to be competitive no matter who's on the floor. And I think Miami and Milwaukee go back and they have a history, and it's always going to be a game, and every time Milwaukee shows up in your arena, it's, hey, it, it's like a playoff series, and to me, it doesn't matter where Milwaukee goes. They're going to draw a crowd. People, you know, they, they'll have their five, three, ten-game pack. Milwaukee's on Milwaukee's on their radar. Everybody's coming. They're all showing up, so there's just a different atmosphere that the Bucks bring when you win a championship that you have to dial it up every night, and sometimes you haven't, and sometimes you don't, and they're shorthanded, and I think that hurts them You know, in games where they're on the road with the team, no matter who they're down, just the competitive spirit that these teams have against the, the champs.
4: So, I, I don't know if you saw this or not come across uh, social media. I don't think you're even on social media. but uh, I don't know if you saw it come across or not, but Jim Paschke was honored the other day. And they named the media room after uh, Jim Paskey for all of his time oh, uh, nice. with the Milwaukee nice. Bucks. John McLaughlin was there to congratulate him as well. Obviously, you know Paschke and McLaughlin uh, quite well. So, just your thoughts on both of them?
6: Yeah, well, they didn't like each other. Um, I, at least when I was there, um, Jim was a pain in the butt. I liked uh... John because because he could, you know, because he knew the game. Jim just didn't know the game at all, but he had a great voice. So no, in all seriousness. Um, true professional, uh, Jim was great. I mean, he—I I, I always said when you—you know—when you cut him open, it's not going to be red blood, man. I mean, it depends on what color jersey you have that night. It could be purple, could be green, uh, but he's a Bucks guy through and through. Loved. He had passion. He worked at it uh, tirelessly. Um, knew all the stats. And I always said when he introduced, I mean, he did all—he did all the fundraisers. He was the voice of the Bucks. And I tell you what, I told him every time that he put me up on a stage, I wanted him to be my agent because he made me sound like I was the John Wooden of basketball in the front office. So um, I have nothing but great respect and love for what he's done. I know that he's, you know, to win a championship was probably the greatest accomplishment outside of his, outside of his family that he could ever speak of. So um, I can't say enough about Jim. But like I said, John and Jim didn't like each other just on the inside just so people know.
4: Dude, you're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. You're killing me. Now you're going to start up all these rumors on social media. Everybody's going
6: to be all fired up because Larry Harris said they didn't get along. Dude, you are killing I, me. I'm kidding. No. Well, I will say this. John, at the end of it, though I loved him to death, he did not like traveling. So Jim had to carry the torch, you know, quite a bit towards the end of John's, John's tenure with the Bucks. But they were great. Absolutely great. You know that. I mean, that's... Well, that guy's jersey hangs hangs in in uh, in the arena. So John is John and Jim are are two Jim.
4: Yep, I'm with you on that, Larry. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Safe travels, buddy.
6: All right, thank you. Uh, glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Take
4: All care. good. Take Happy care. Holiday. There he is, Larry Harris on the Great Midwest Bank hotline of applying for home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, breathe. Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of and Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Coming up next, Downward Chills. We're going to talk some Badgers. We're going to talk some Marquette. How about Whitewater football in the semifinals? We'll talk about them, too, all straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. (laughs) Sparky's Midday Madness, welcome in here on 1250 AM, the fancy Sparky Pfeiffer, Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass, my guy GA over on uh, 105.7, high 105.7, man, my guy, so uh, a little behind the scenes, I'm sitting here, we're, we're doing our show, and the mouse for my computer died, poof, can't find a battery, nothing, T.J. GA across the hall over there, dude, you got a battery? Man, of course I got a battery. Pulls a battery out of his backpack. Plucker, do you, do you carry batteries on your person?
2: No, but maybe I need to start.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I get off the air, I'm going to go to Walmart, Walgreens, somewhere around here and buy batteries and put them in my desk so we have batteries going forward. Lesson learned. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is our guy, Don Wachillis, Journey House College Sports. So tonight, him and Dan Underberg, 6 to 8 p.m. here on The Fan. How are you doing, Mr. Wachillis? It's been
7: a while. It has been a while, Sparky. I'm doing good. How are you,
4: my friend? Um You know, I'm I'm okay. Uh but, okay. but this is Badger basketball team and Marquette basketball team kind of got me uh, a little bit worked up and got me going back and forth a little bit on social media with uh some people. So we'll get to that. But first I want to start off with what should be the main story when we're talking about college sports right now, and that is Whitewaters football team and Kevin Bullis having a semifinal matchup coming up there, Mr. Wachillis.
7: Yeah, it's going to be a great game, and especially with the season that they've had, to have a semifinal game at home against Mary Harden-Baylor, who is just one of those teams like Whitewater seemingly is in the hunt every single year. Saturday is just going to be phenomenal with an opportunity with a Whitewater win. I'm putting it out there to head to the finals next week to play for a national championship. All right. So
4: first of all, I know nothing about Mary Harden, whoever you said. Uh, so, <laughs> so tell me about what kind of what 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 kind of a threat do they pose to this Whitewater team, who has pretty much steamrolled everybody to this point.
7: Yeah, they pose uh, probably their biggest threat to date right now. Uh, Mary harden Baylor averages just over fifty a game. Defensively, they're giving up under ten a game, so they've steamrolled teams. Much like Whitewater has. I mean, Whitewater's outscored their opponents 165 to 28 so far in the playoffs. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of offense on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see if weather plays a part. Mary Harden Baylor coming from Texas. They're used to weather to a degree, maybe not a good old fashioned Wisconsin December Saturday. Right. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how weather plays and whether or not defensively, Whitewater can just hold Mary Harden-Baylor down. Mary Harden-Baylor is susceptible on the defensive side. They they play a lot of bend-don't-break. They don't give up a lot of points, as I said, but they give up a lot of yards. If Whitewater can get into the red zone, in the red zone excuse me, and convert that into points, that will be a major factor in having some success against that team visiting uh, in the semifinals.
4: Don, the other part about this is uh, Coach Bullis, obviously. We've seen Lance Leopold go on to have success at Buffalo, uh, now at Kansas, had a couple of moments this year that people get excited about with what he did at Kansas, and you're one still a long road to go there. Do you think Coach Bullis is somebody that will be on the move here at some point to Division One program?
7: Boy, I, I'd hate to see it happen, and yet I'd still be excited to see it happen.
4: I would be excited I've for never- him.
7: I've never gotten an indication, Sparky, that he is looking to advance his career in moving a step up. But that's not to say, you know, it could never happen that somebody might provide an opportunity to do such. And and it would be a great opportunity. And he'd be wildly successful if he took that next step.
4: You know, the other part about this, too, when we talk about uh, Whitewater and the dominance, is this essentially a plug and play program at this point where. As long as you pretty much run the system that that's been laid out for you, uh, if if Bulls were to leave and an assistant coach were to take over, that expectations would stay the same, and they would just go about their business.
7: I think expectations would stay the same. I'm not quite sure if it's plug and play, like let's say a New England Patriots team. You know, when you when you think of New England, they always talk about at each and every position they have an ideal of what type or what prototype they want in that position. Right. And that's just the way they operate. I think with Whitewater, they've been able to recruit at a higher level because they've had so much success and so much exposure that the talent pool at the division three level tends to, you know, trend Whitewater's way. And I think that's a big reason why they've been successful. And if that were to continue, that being the recruiting, I think whoever steps into that program could definitely just pick it up and move it forward.
4: It's on with Don with Chill. let Jim catch him tonight, College Sports Show. Him and Dan Underberg, Journey House, College Sports Show tonight, 6-8 to 8, uh, here on The Fan. A great listen. If you haven't listened before, I'm telling you if you're a college sports dork, Ah, uh, you will absolutely love it. That would take Rami out of the equation, but who cares? Who needs Rami to listen to your show? Um, l- let's 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 move on though uh, and talk about some college basketball now. Uh, I, I want to start sure. first with the Badgers because going into that Marquette game, I thought Marquette went by six. wasn't sold on the 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 surrounding cast that Johnny Davis has. Johnny Davis clearly an NBA uh, NBA player. Um, and, and that's where he's going to end up. And he's just that good. Uh, and they played really well. And they have what four or five guys in double figures that day against Marquette. Uh, and outplayed Marquette and got the win. Then last night they looked awful for a half of basketball against Indiana. And then uh, you know got on a roll there in this in the second half with vote uh, out there doing his thing, trying to help Johnny Davis. But again, only guy in double figures uh, is Johnny Davis. I, I said earlier, and there are people that don't like when I say it, but I think they're good. I just don't know if they're Sweet 16 or better than that unless some of these other guys on this team get more consistent and can shoot the ball better. I mean, my God, they shot 21% from three and won a basketball game last night.
7: Yeah, the shooting, especially in that first half, was ugly. And watching a number of games and even attending a couple of D3 games this week, you have to put in the back of your mind, as much as you don't want to think, it, it, it's finals week. And these guys are, are spending a lot of time classroom-wise as opposed to courtroom-wise. That that sounded awful. Anyhow. Um, yeah, courtroom-wise is I, not I something you that,
4: want to say, right?
7: Yeah, Right, yes. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. You're welcome. I think it's, it's playing a factor in this. Now, with all of that said, I tend to agree with you a little bit, Sparky. If the supporting cast doesn't step up a little bit, I think, though, a sweet 16 berth for this team would be exceptional coming off of last year. You know, watching that game last night, I kept thinking if this game was played last year without a crowd, I don't know if they come back with all of this stuff allegedly going on behind the scenes with Alondo Tucker. I don't know if they come back. The energy level, at least, for this Badger team seems to be much better going into this season than what we saw last year. But energy can only take you so far. These other guys are now going to have to step up their game a little bit moving forward.
4: You know, the other part about this is and I said it earlier, Johnny Davis after the game with Greg Gard and Gard talking about the fact that look, you know, these guys wearing these Wisconsin jerseys just don't quit. They they don't give up, they continue to play hard regardless of what the score is at the end of the day. And then we had a, a caller bring up uh, earlier in the show as well talking about the fact that okay, now that they got the rat or whoever it was that recorded that audio and uh, and pretty much tried to take down Gard in in one fell swoop out of that locker room that it feels like maybe this is more of a team playing for a team, maybe more so than it was in the past.
7: Yeah, I think so. I I think if you remember a couple of years ago before COVID shut down the season and Wisconsin was struggling a little bit and we were getting ready to write guard off and the team wasn't doing what the expectations were and guard found a way to circle the wagons and that team was on an incredible run to finish out what was the season as we headed into tournament time. And then last year, with all of the stuff occurring off the floor again, I, I just think the energy wasn't there, that it created such such a locker room atmosphere that these guys were just being distracted in so many different uh, particular ways that now this year they're focused, they're playing for one another, it's us against the world type, type of mentality. Right. And it, it just it just seems like a much different ball club with a ton more energy and at least to this point been really exciting to watch.
4: Now, let's switch gears down with Chillis and let's talk about Marquette. You know, we, we talked about it in the big show what what makes a true rivalry in sports to you. Now when you think Wisconsin Marquette, you think of guys that are from Wisconsin, play AU ball on the circuit together, know each other, want to beat each other. That's not exactly what Marquette is anymore. I mean Shaka brought in these kids from all over the country. So you don't really necessarily have that as part of the the rivalry necessarily like you've had in years past. But having said that, they got some talent on this Marquette team. They're long. They can run. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like what this Marquette team looks like going forward the remainder of the year if they can continue to develop some cohesion.
7: I think of the two, Sparky, and meaning Wisconsin and Marquette, I'm more surprised with Marquette. My expectation level for the Golden Eagles was on the low side, meaning I knew Shaka Smart was going to have to come in get his guys in place, develop his system, develop the culture, do all of those things. And Shaka Smart has found a way to put that on hyperdrive right now as that team is playing just at a much better level than I would have anticipated. And I agree with you. There's a lot of growth to be had there. There's a, there's cohesion. But we're going to be talking cohesion, I think, from this point forward just because of the transfer portal. You're going to have guys that will come into a system from wherever they enter in from, and building cohesion rapidly in the months of no- November and December is going to be one of those challenges all college coaches face, uh, like I said, I think, moving forward. I
4: with down with Chillis, uh, Journey House College Sports Show, uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness Catch. Uh, the College Sports Show coming up tonight, 6-8. to eight. I, I got to tell you, their little point guard that Marquette's got, this cola kid or whatever, he reminds yeah. me of Deener, man. I mean, he's got good vision. He can throw it yep. around a little bit. When he gets going from outside, which hasn't been necessarily a ton, he can really fill it up a little bit. I like him, man. I think he's one of the keys to this Marquette team right now.
7: I think every good basketball team always has a decent to above-average floor general, and that's exactly what he is. And You take all the attributes you just described, and and that would be his resume at this point. His ability right now to see the court, to find guys that are open. Sometimes the ball movement that we're seeing under Shaka Smart we never saw against Bojo. We saw you know the high screen and then four guys standing around waiting for somebody to do who knows what on the offensive side. You're not seeing that. As good as they're playing on defense, I love the ball movement, and it starts at the point guard spot for uh, for Marquette.
4: Don, what's coming up on tonight's show from 6 to 8?
7: Well, Matt Bell is going to join us from Bucky's fifth quarter. We're going to uh, take a look at the uh, bowl game coming up for the Badgers. We'll also talk about the basketball program. And then at 7 o'clock, we got to talk about Mark Emmerich and the NCAA, who got in front of a group of power brokers out in Vegas and started talking about how – The federal government needs to step in with this new NIL agreement. And uh, just the void in leadership right now that we see at the NCAA coming up on a weekend when we have the Army-Navy game and we get the best examples of what leaders will be. We've got a guy running the NCAA who just misses the boat.
4: You really... Have issue with some of these guys. I mean, if you listen to Don Machillis first, first and foremost, anti Dan Mullen all the way. Got Dan Mullen fired. That's what happened there. And now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now you're do. trying to get poor Mark Emery fired as well. Man, you are just on a warpath on that show,
7: trying to get people out of their gigs. Sparky, Mark Emery might be the best father in the world. <laughs> he might be the deacon of his church. He might be the greatest brother a brother and sister could ever have, but as a leader of the NCAA, they need to have an intervention right now and tell them, listen, sir, either you resign or we're going to go ahead well, and fire you, but you got to go.
4: I've got some good news on that front. How about NCAA football coming back possibly next year, it looks like, or in 2023 to a college uh, PS5 or Xbox unit near you? That I'm super excited about.
7: I, I saw 2023 in yep. the article that I read, but give it time. I'm sure Mark Emmeritt will have oh. an injunction and go in front of Congress and saying that somehow it, it violates the Kill amateurism. Me. Laws that we have in place, whatever the case may be. I just, I, I, when he goes, you, you'll get you'll get the Xbox game in a hurry. But he's got to go first.
4: I was trying and on a positive note, and he just dragged us <laughs> right back into your mud. That, that's what you did. Listen to Don that's with Chillis. Do. Listen to Don with Chillis tonight. Him and Dan Underberg. Always a fun show to listen to. I love listening to it. Six to eight Thursday nights. At Journey House College Sports. So, Don, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it.
7: The spark, appreciates you. Thanks, bud. Be
4: good. There he is, Don with chill. It's Great Midwest Bank hotline. I'm applying for home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Again, thanks to Great Midwest Bank uh, for being the official bank of our toy drive uh, last week. So that was uh, a lot of fun as well. And thanks to everybody that uh, contributed, whether it be toys or donations online and so forth. And if you weren't able to do it this year, maybe next year you can contribute Uh, and help out the kids at Children's Wisconsin. Thank you so much for that. Coming up next, our guy, the one and only. I've missed him so much. It's been days, really days, um, since I've seen uh, Rami Makloff. And, you know, you get used to seeing Rami Makhlouf. Uh, every day and hearing about his personal life off the air and me just shaking my head because he doesn't listen to me. Uh, So I can't wait to hear the stories off the air and I can't wait to hear what he's got coming up on today's show as well. Don't forget, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Settle down on awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Sparky's midday madness on twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Thanks for listening here on a Thursday. Got to zap- take
2: that song out of the rotation this time of year, man. That's that's just torture. This song makes me think of you know good times in the sun.
4: You're such a traitor. What do you I,
2: mean? You two faced. What do you mean? I like all four seasons. You you sit here and tell I like me all, all four time, seasons.
4: That's not that cold out. It's Quit not crying that. I mean, about the today, weather. today today especially now,
2: it's not that cold out, but it's just so gray. Crying? It's just so gray and gloomy, and, and you're playing summertime. That's one of my favorite songs ever. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Love that song. And by the way, you know, Will Smith. I listen to that
4: song when it comes up in my bumper music rotation. That's the only time I listen to that song.
2: Will Smith said that song was inspired by and recorded in Chicago when he was on vacation in Chicago because he loves Chicago in the summertime.
4: That's a good enough reason to take it out of the rotation for me. (laughs) Tyler Stapp and Adrian Waukeshaw. their annual chili cook-off is coming up on Sunday Oh, Rami, you
2: could do this. I do love a chili cook-off.
4: Chili cook-off on Sunday during the Green Bay-Chicago game. $100 gift card prize to the winner. Weren't you and I judges in
2: a chili cook-off once together? We were, weren't we?
4: Details on their Facebook page. Tally's Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. I was scared to death going in that thing, thinking I was going to burn my mouth up. Because some people make spicy, spicy, spicy chili. I mean, I don't mind spicy. I'm like, I'm not like- I like Rory. just a little
2: heat on the back of my tongue when I'm eating chili. You not, know, just a little kick in the back.
4: I'm you know? okay. I'm okay even spa- eating spice to the fact where I'm sweating when I'm eating. Eh, maybe a little that, sweat. That doesn't, Sure. That doesn't bother me necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But some of these, there's just no taste. It's just straight fire. Yeah. Like, I need there's some no, taste. Yeah,
2: that's not- I'm not here for that. No, that's not what I'm here for when I'm mm-hmm. eating chili. No, no.
4: I, I don't want to eat your chili and then be in the bathroom for 30 minutes after that, trying to get rid of it out of my system.
2: You know, you always, uh, you get upset with me cause I don't listen to the station. Um, today I was listening to the station and, uh, I was driving. I had to take my dog to a, an appointment, and and I was waiting for him. They were doing curbside at this vet. I took him to, so I was waiting. What
4: the, does that mean? They Have an X ray kit on the outside of the, no, the, no. the doctor's you, office on you, the curb?
2: You call them when you get there. And you say, bring him hey, in. I'm here with Osgood. And they come and get they him. come out and get them gotcha. and take him in. So yeah. I was sitting in the parking lot waiting for my dude and uh, listening to you and Ryan Wood. Did you you got another Christmas tree, dude? Oh, here I'll show you. You got another Christmas tree.
4: Yeah, so it was a great deal. So when we were up by Kay's mom for um,
2: uh-huh.
4: you know, Thanksgiving, uh-huh. they always have these shop deals. And it's actually a pretty cool deal. You may not think so, but they have uh, the sheet of paper you get at the businesses in Westfield, Wisconsin, right? And then you go to all these different businesses and get stamped for each business that you go to, right? And there's like, I don't know, 10 or 12 of them. And you do it throughout the course of the day. Uh-huh. And then at the last stop, you drop it in the box. And then they pick like five $100 cash winners or whatever. Right. So we do this every year. We mm-hmm. go through all... Of, so, the hardware store, like the True Value store up in Westfield, we walk in, love that True Value store. I don't know why, but I just got a thing for it. So, we walk in. <laughs> We've
2: bought
3: I've
4: nobody, bought Cardinal Christmas ornaments there before. You know those you know I those insurance
2: stuff. commercials where people are turning into their parents?
4: I'm definitely not that.
2: You are that. You're no, turning you no you need to talk nobody, to my parents more. Nobody, I don't mean like necessarily your dad, yeah, but like nobody right. other than a middle-aged dad has ever said, I love the true value hardware store. Look at that. You so go there because you
4: have to. Okay. So, anyways, so listen. So go into the hardware store. Not meaning to buy anything. Obviously, we're pretty much done. Go in. I see this tree, I'm like Oh, my goodness. That's, like, perfect for what are the colors in our basement oh my are God. in the finished section of our basement. You've, you've been there. Yes, I have. So I go run Don't you have a tree I in go, the basement already? It's a Yeah, it's a, a slim gold tree. Right. This is a big, fat, gold, white tree. So now you have so, two trees
2: in the basement.
4: But it's unbalanced. <laughs> so Kay's already figured out what tree she wants down there next year besides this one. We're going to have to move the other one. So that's the one that we ended up getting. It doesn't so that, even fit. Well, it goes in that corner. She wanted it in that corner. I had to move the entertainment center to get it into that corner because it's so big. Um, Dude. And it goes up to this the This is becoming and a problem. This, we went shopping all day yesterday to get the ornaments to put on there because we couldn't figure out a color. So the branches are gold and white. They're not flocked. It's a legitimate white branches and legitimate gold branches. This artificial tree, obviously. So we went with like a what black What does flocked team.
2: mean? Are we allowed to say that? On the radio means like
4: a green tree that essentially has fake white snow on it. Okay. Like like you come over, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I got it it. I I know what you mean. Yeah. That's our cardinal tree with all of our cardinals. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So every tree is different. So that is I forgot what she called it. I think she called the, the, the theme on that tree vintage Christmas is what she deemed that tree with black ornaments. So yeah. And she found some more today to add to that tree that we already have. So yeah. Man, this is a problem. No, no, it not. is. I'm, t- I'm, so- I'm,
2: I'm, I'm telling you because I love you. This Why don't a- you just come over and experience this is, it, and this is an inter- it? This is an intervention right now. You should come right? over for the game. Sunday this is night. an intervention right now. Come over for the game Sunday night. And and I'm I, you have a problem, Sparky. no? You know. have you have a problem, man. The
4: mix. They did this. I told, I told you. Th- they did this. one guy called up said he had 26. A lady called up said they have 21. This is not a thing. Have Dude, you, you don't seen- live in the White House. Have you seen? No, it's a
2: small. What do you need 12? What
4: do you need 12 trees for? You're house? right. You, have you seen the show, because we love this show too, Great Christmas Light Fight on NBC? No, ABC? of course
2: not. I'm it's, a grown man. What am I watching Great Christmas Light Fight it's ama- for? It's amazing. So
4: what it is is they have these families that go crazy with Christmas lights on the outside of their house, and they compete for $50,000, I think, right? So that's awesome. So either way, I, last night I said this is what I want to do. I want to I host a show where, we can, where people compete with – essentially the best Christmas trees in their house. Like the great Christmas tree fight or something like that on the people on the inside of their houses. That I want to start that show on ABC. I need somebody to pitch it for me. I'll host
2: it. Here we go. You used to be fun. I am fun. You
4: can see this damn house. I don't know what more fun you could possibly need. Furthermore, I said this last night to K2, I am really going to change people's lives. Because what's been
1: happening, I'll tell you what's been happening. What's people been happening? people come into that house and they
4: realize that they need more than one tree in their house. You know and what? people I, are then going out and wanting two or three trees I, in their I house. Have a, I have a confession G to make. He has four trees in his house.
2: I have a confession when to make.
4: When we started, the man had one. The uh-huh. man's
2: got four now. I have a confession to make. Y'all need to stop. I have a confession. Good. Do, you want, do you want to hear my confession? Sure. Just decorated my apartment on Monday? I think it was Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. Earlier this week, like Christmas remember. decorations.
4: Yeah, yeah. Or like everything. i do not Christmas
2: decorations. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I put up put up the tree, um, the whole thing. I have four trees, but but you got to be kidding.
4: But, but hey, now, hold, your oh, place is smaller than mine. You got on, four now, trees. Now hold
2: on, one is a full size tree. One is a full full ass tree. You know what I mean? It's just a full tree. You know what I'm saying? I it's like eight feet tall, something Bye. like that, right? Fully decorated, all you that. eight foot tree. Man. It's a it's a nice tree. It's
4: got eight foot ceilings. I can't even eat. It's
2: tree. a nice tree. Then I have one that's a mini tree. It's like I don't know, two and a half, three feet. I've got a gnome three foot tree. I've got that on top of my fridge in the in the kitchen. It's got food ornaments on it. That's it? what we have.
4: Kitchen food ornaments. That's what we have on the gold tree in our downstairs one. It's all food ornaments. So it stays up year round.
2: And then that's was, like a
4: six foot thin tree.
2: I was unpacking all my Christmas ornament, all my Christmas decorations and ornaments and stuff to you know to decorate, right? Staging as 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 you might say. Yes. Taking everything out of the boxes and I forgot. I forgot there was a target right across the street from my apartment when i lived in minneapolis like literally oh, yeah, right across a the street. of
4: target i'm assuming there's one on every corner
2: literally right like i walked out of my apartment building and i was looking at the front door of target all that riots were going on that was that was yeah. your getaway yeah, yeah, yeah quickly yeah. um so there were times where i lived i lived in a neighborhood that had plenty of bars restaurants etc yeah where I'd go out i'd have a few and I want a snack, and I'm walking home. Oh, dangerous. And so I'd walk into Target. That's how Fat Robbie happens again. Good thing you moved. So Good I, thing you moved. So I walk into the Target, and uh, I in tw- I think it was 2019. I walked into Target. It was after Christmas. It was like the few a few right. days after That's Christmas. That's how you do it. I was a little tipsy, and I bought some Christmas decorations <laughs> okay. on clearance. And I bought two. I don't know. One's probably like a foot and a half. One's probably two feet. They're tinsel. They're tinsel trees. They're they're like it's like it's like I don't know.
4: I need pictures. I don't know what you're talking about. They
2: they're I don't yeah, it's hard to describe, but they're silver. They okay. they don't look I mean, they don't look real at all. They're very like surreal right. but silver like tinsely kind sure. of uh trees so i have All those right. in my window so, so okay, I'm in gonna, my kit, but those are like little like decor like little like ti- little teeny yeah, yeah, tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. not full ass trees man so listen, you gotta, we're going to have a christmas themed yeah. we're going to have a christmas themed episode of hoarders for you dude <laughs> listen so that's fine. Like, but this is the thing so the other
4: night on the radio i was listening and they were talking about a, a, a artificial christmas tree shortage going on right yeah, now yeah dude okay and ryan wood stole so, my joke that's cuz of you i was like really no so i go to the at home store no Christmas trees. I was like, yeah. they had, I mean, shelves. Go to Walmart. No Christmas trees. I was like, what is going on? So I'm talking about this on the air. Get a tweet from a listener. Sparky. Just got X amount of trees in at The Target I work at. You can go online, order it. So before I said anything on the radio... I said, okay, sounds good. So I went online, ordered it. I can go pick it up tonight. So I'm going to do a public service announcement for everybody that's in a hunt for a Christmas tree in a buy ed way. <sighs> Target on Caso in Waukesha you know what you should has do? a bunch of Christmas you... trees, and they're discounted. You want to Go on your Target app, and you can get your Christmas tree. You so want to do you something nice for people? You want to do something real need nice for people? In the they of a Christmas tree, they're, and they're, they're not bad, like 100 bucks, 130 bucks.
2: You want to do something real nice for people? I'm not buying Christmas trees for mm-mm, people that I don't know. Two birds, one stone. What's that? You could you could do something real nice for somebody and address your problem and have a Christmas tree giveaway on the big show. Give away like eight of your twelve Christmas trees on the big show (laughs) to people who (laughs) need them and be almost normal. Be an almost normal human being with only four Christmas trees in your house.
4: If you you were gonna tell me Target's gonna give me trees, no 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 give away your trees.
2: Give away some of your trees, dude because you have a problem. I
4: told you Kay's already found one to add to the basement next year. She's got a
2: problem too. No, I need man. to start my show. I'm trying to help, but I need to start my show, man. I'm t- I'm telling you because I love you, all right? I don't want this. Do you this- know
4: how bad this has gotten?
2: The game, yeah, the- you have 12 trees. No, yeah, game that's San- how bad this has gotten.
4: The game in San Francisco ran a poll question on the yeah, morning show Yeah, I heard you today.
2: talking about that. And
4: then I get tweeted at saying, yeah. I do need to hear from Sparky. Right. Come on.
2: Dude, you don't live in the North Pole, bro. I don't know. <laughs> North
4: Pole has snow. God knows if we'll ever get any of that. It's supposed to be like up to 60 next Wednesday, I think. Can I start my show You want to. I mean, this was a lot of fun. We just have Christmas trees till six if you want.
1: (laughs) <laughs> All right, I guess not. Toodles. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet internet uses during times of congestion.